inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And I am back in the studio. Yeah, I've been on the road for two weeks. Had a great class uh, two weeks ago in Las Vegas with Team 239. Just a great group of nine individuals that came together as a team. And uh, lives were changed. Phenomenal. Uh, Then I uh, drove up to Sacramento and uh, spent uh, two and a half days with uh, one of our big companies up there, Iron Mechanical. Iron Mechanical has an iron vision, and they're changing lives. They're changing their culture, and they're taking what they've been doing up until now and taking it to a whole new level. And then I drove back another eight hours after spending three days there in Sacramento to Las Vegas. Worked with uh, one of my good companies there, Ecotent. Mike Rhodes and his team, a great uh, leader, uh, invests in a lot of people. Uh, and then I drove back. You know, I was thinking 16 hours, uh, actually 18 hours, driving from Dallas uh, to Las Vegas. Uh, and then eight hours drive from Vegas to Sacramento. Then eight hours drive from Sacramento back to Vegas. And then 18 hours driving from Vegas back to Dallas. I figured out 52 hours. And you know what I did for about 48 of those 52 hours? I listened to books. I listen to books. I work on myself. I process what we've been through, what we've done. Uh, and today I want to kind of pick up on all that because people always ask me, what do you do? And it's kind of hard to explain because what I do on the weekends in Like It Matters, Leadership Awakening, Leadership Adventure, is much different than what I do uh, during the week. And what I do on the radio show, uh, Like It Matters Radio, is a little different than what I do when I'm counseling or coaching what I call life caddy. And really, that's what I want to talk about today because what I do is I help people. I become a resource for people. Uh, We could either be a conduit or a cistern in life, and I choose to be a a conduit. A cistern is things that hold things, you know, a vase or a vase. And again, the only difference, whether you call it a vase and a vase, you know what the difference is? About $50,000 a year in income. That's it. A cistern is something that holds things, a bowl, uh, a vase, a vase, a well, a conduit is nothing more than a pass-through agent. Uh, A conduit is a vehicle. A conduit is via. You got there via this. And just like as a believer in God, as a follower of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm called to be a conduit. I am blessed to be a blessing to others. I have resources to share those resources. God's economy is God's people using God's resources for God's people for God's glory. Don't you hear? The whole thing is about being a conduit. A conduit for those of you who live in heat, heated cities where you have to actually water your grass because it's so hot outside. A conduit we could compare to PVC pipe. Because PVC pipe you put underground, its sole purpose is get from water, get water from point A to point B. And as a conduit, 
Our sole job is get resources to get impact, to get difference from point A to point B. And today I want to go into the needs of all human beings. You know, think about it. We need air. We need water. We need food, right? We need shelter. Those are all needs of something called survival, right? However, when we get beyond survival, when we get beyond just existing, and we decide to step up into things called success or, or maybe even significance, then we have other needs required to help us accomplish those next levels. And today I want to talk about being a life caddy. And today we're going to be joined on recent graduates. Uh, uh, one of the ladies will be joining us uh, at, at, the, at the next break is uh, going to be uh, someone who went through the class with Team 239. Uh, and then we're going to have her husband, Rocky, join us in the third segment. And, and Rocky went through my training a few years ago, about a dozen years ago, uh, and reached out to me for some help. And that's what got his wife into my class. In the last segment, we're going to talk about uh, the, the importance of helping people. The importance of helping people, because God knows right now we we need people. You know, I'm not going to break in the song, but if I did, I'd say, People, people who need people are the luckiest people. Right? I told you I wasn't going to break in the song because most of you would disconnect from this radio show. Because if you want to listen to some singing, you'd probably be listening to a different radio show, right? You know, I love a good metaphor. You know, if uh, I was a superhero, they would call me Metaphor Man. And yes, Metaphor Man does have a cape. And yes, a Metaphor Man does like being a conduit. And you know, there's lots of things that you could use as a metaphor for life. But since we're going to talk about being a life candidate, how about we use golf as a metaphor for life? If you think about it in life, as in golf, your outcomes are dependent on your actions, on your decisions. And if you think about it, whether you like it or not, we really have to take sole responsibility for those choices, their decisions. Remember, Dr. King said, don't judge me based on choices that were not mine. Judge me based on my choices. Well, you might know it like this. I, I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they're not judged by the color of their skin, but by the color of their character. I have a dream today. Dr. King was saying, listen, it's okay to judge. I get it. He said, but if you're going to judge me, judge me on choices that were mine, not on choices that were not mine. That's what character is. Character are choices that are yours. Skin color, what sex you were born socioeconomic background of your family, family of origin issues, uh, where you were, grew up. Uh, those aren't your choices. So to be judged based on something that wasn't your choice is just silly. It's uh, bigoted. It's hateful. It can be racist if it's, we're dealing with skin color. So golf is really about, uh, uh, it's, it's on you, just like life. You know, in other sports, you are dependent on others. can be against something or someone, or you can be interdependent on someone, right? But in golf, it's about you. Your name is on the card. You put up the money. The camera's on you as you're taking the swing. The interviewers want to talk to you or don't want to talk to you uh, at the end of your match, right? See, the mental attitude in God in golf is like life. Your mental attitude before each shot 
impacts your outcome, just like in life. And your attitude after each poor shot then affects the potential outcome of the next, right? The key in life is what do you remember? I used to say leaders remember the right things. Uh, I mean, I used to say leaders remember, but a lot of us remember the wrong things, the times we screwed up, the times we fell short, the times we weren't enough. But if you do that in golf or you do that as a DB on an NFL football team, then you're going to be out of the game. You're going to be out of the sport because you're going to destroy yourself. Same thing in life. Not beating oneself up, protecting one's psychology is imperative. And think about this in golf. After a long wayward drive with the ball off the fairway, you can perceive, project, and worry that you're in bad shape. And often when you arrive at the ball, you see it differently, just like life. As often in life, too, you're in better shape than you realize. Therefore, one's reality is not always reality and actuality. See, when you change your perspective, you change your position. At the end of the day, it's definitely better to focus on the few great shots you hit and how you felt after hitting them than remembering the many that were not so great. So great. And that's just like life. It's about knowing what to focus on and when to focus on it. It's about having eyes to see and ears to hear. It's about not holding your bad shots against yourself, but learning from them to do better on the next opportunity. It's about enjoying your game and the journey while getting the best score possible. And in life, I'm a life caddy. I walk alongside people. I give them another set of eyes. I know the game. I know the course. I know what they're capable of. And I just offer suggestions for them to play the best game possible, to enjoy it, and have the biggest impact. And after the break, we're going to hear from one of our recent graduates. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about being a life caddy. We'll We'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And, you know, as I was scanning the news this morning, um, you know, get ready for the radio show. It just reminded me why I do what I do. You know, I was scanning, and there's so much new, negative news. It's sad. But I was reading this. There's a guy in Florida who was uh, canvassing for uh, Marco Rubio and uh he was attacked and beaten. Police have made one arrest after canvasser supporting the re-election campaign and Senator Marco Rubio was beaten down on the street in Hialeah, Florida. Uh, he was attacked by four people out on the street just canvassing for Marco Rubio, doing nothing. And because he was a Republican, he was attacked, beaten down. Um, and just it happens a lot now, and no one seems to talk about it. 
And yet, uh, ladies and gentlemen, look at how many people. Uh, I'd be scared to death to stand next to a train waiting for a train to come. People are being pushed in front of oncoming trains with strangers. There's a lot of hurt out there. There's a lot of pain out there. There's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of confusion. And why do I do what I do? Why am I on the radio daily? Why do I do Leadership Awakening uh, once every three weeks? Why do I send out scripture? Because uh, hurting people. And one thing I learned a long time ago is that hurting people hurt people. And so instead of focusing on what to ban, what if we focused on those hurting hearts, those hurting minds? What if we poured into people and filled in some of those gaps and said, I understand your pain. I understand how you're feeling. I felt this way. And this is what I found. And as you come right next to somebody and you take their hand and you lead them to a better place, no matter what their skin color, no matter what bathroom they use, no matter who they vote for, whether they claim to be on the red team or the blue team, we're all on the same team, and it's called the human team. We're all living, breathing human beings. We all have dreams and desires. We all want to love and be loved, just like the next human being does. And that's why I'm blessed to get to do what I do. And along the journey, I get to meet some pretty cool people. And today you're going to be blessed because you're going to meet some pretty cool people that I met. Uh, and I just finished a class a week and a half ago, two weeks in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, Team 239. I had nine total strangers come into my training room, four women and five men. And when they left, they didn't leave as nine individuals. They didn't leave as, as a group of four women and five men. They didn't lean a group of Republicans and Democrats. They didn't leave as some people on the blue team and some people on the red team. They left as familia. They left as team. Together, everyone achieves more. They left understanding that can't we all just get along. And so, so blessed. And so let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome Cheryl to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Cheryl? I'm doing wonderful, Mr. Black. Good to be here. I'm so glad you're with me. You were doing wonderful long before you met me. Now you're just doing better. See, that's so cool about it. That's so yes. cool about it. That's what a, that's what that a good true? caddy does. Yeah, right? Usually a poor golfer doesn't have a caddy. It's only the good golfers that have a caddy because a good golfer knows that I want to be the best golfer I can be. And so sometimes uh, another set of eyes on the outside looking in uh, can fulfill that. And uh, So uh, you got to tell the listeners, how did you show up? You got to my door Thursday outside of a hotel meeting room in Las Vegas, Nevada. What brought you to Leadership Awakening and uh, why were you out? outside that door last Thursday? So, yeah, I didn't come in with the best attitude, but I didn't recognize it at the time. Um, I thought I was open and I'm there for, you know, this is what my husband and I do. We go and do training for companies, although I had heard that your training was a bit more intensive. So I didn't quite know what to expect or what that meant. But, you know, somewhere deep inside me, I'm like, okay, I'm open for this. I want to grow. I want to be better as a person. But then at the same time, I was really kind of walking in more for my husband, more for, yep. you know, our business that we have that I wasn't owning as my own. And so it didn't yep. take me long and for you to notice that I was quickly into this victim <laughs> mentality of like, hey, I didn't sign up for this. This isn't me. You right. know? 
That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny, you know. I, and, and this is why one reason why I don't really like to teach the class. People don't know that because I've got to uh, I've got to squeeze you pretty quick so I can get whatever we're dealing with to the surface so we can deal with it because it's hard to deal with it when it's not on the surface. And so, yeah, I, I squeeze people pretty quick. And uh, just uh, Cheryl, yeah, her and her husband Rocky, they're friends, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, they're used to doing training, and so she comes in my training. Um, you know, it was a short notice type of thing. And okay, and, and you know, we all can have bad days, all have bad moments, we all got stuff. But early on, you realize that there was a reason for you to be there. I mean, it, it didn't take that long. A shift took place pretty quick for you, didn't it? It took me, honestly, until that night. Um, yeah. you know, by the end of the night and back to the room, I honestly got out of the out of the elevator and I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be there tomorrow. I just don't know if I can do this. And then within about an hour, you know, the Victor Frankl quote was coming up. Stuff was going through my mind. And within about an hour, I was able to shift my brain and come to this place of what if. What if these yeah. couple of things in my life that I really want to change, what if he can help me get there? What if this training is the tool to help me get there? So I walked in the next day fully and 100% there for me and for what I yeah. wanted to get out of the training, and that made all the difference. A huge difference. Huge. I think it's the Pareto rule, the 80-20 rule, you know, 80% do 20% or 20% do 80. You know, I had a friend of mine say that to me about uh, six months ago. She goes, what if, what if 80% of your problems could be fixed by 20% of what you're doing? Just by shifting that little bit. And for me, I was like, huh, that is interesting because I cook a lot, Cheryl. And uh, and most of the time, what I cook is pretty good. But notice I said most of the time uh, because I don't measure things, right? I don't measure things. I, I cook by sense. And so I throw this and throw that in there, do a little bim, bam, you know, all that stuff. And most of the time, it's really good. But every once in a while, it's not that good. And why? I didn't intentionally change the quantities or the amounts. I accidentally changed the amounts of, of which seasonings I put in how much. And because I changed it a little bit, I greatly affected the outcome. And even though that's a negative example, the same is true in the flip side in, the, in a positive way. That maybe if we just change a couple little things that we're doing, wow, then our, our, our recipe that was pretty good now becomes pretty great. And, and I think that's where you're at. And, and you hit on something so big. When we're doing something for somebody else, uh, there's only so much we can give. At some point, it has to be about us. Uh, at some point, because that passion, that energy that we need, uh, it, it, it comes from a selfish place. I don't mean that bad. It comes from a place that we want something. We need something. We desire something. We have created discontent. We're, we're no longer willing to settle for good enough. We're, we're at that rock bottom, and now we're ready to take action, take move. But that's really about you. And once that shift took place, everything changed. And so, so tell me, uh, uh, you spent 48 hours in the world of Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening. What difference did it make? I mean, what, what would you say is some of the impacts you got from that 48 hours? Oh, my gosh, so many. One that I'm so proud of is, um, you know, we get home and our son picks us up at the airport. He's 18. He's finding his way. I want him to go through your training. I wish I would have done it when I was 18. But um, oh, his first yeah, comment sure. within... Within five, ten minutes, his comment, he said, Mom, I have never seen you this confident. And I was like, oh, that's uh, awesome. Thank you. But it's true. Uh, you don't really know 
what we're capable of as people. I don't know, truly. I mean, yeah. and there was a time in my life, I, this was something that was hitting me on my second day in training. I was like, what happened to me? At what point did I start settling for good enough? And my good enough is better than the average. And I can look around and I can compare and I can justify why I'm hanging out here and why I'm not really reaching those tough goals and really going all in in life. Because it's good enough and it's fine, but you kept you know, to coin your term, good enough. And and no, yeah. I wasn't ready to settle for that anymore. I thought, why, how did, when did this happen that I started yeah. settling for this? I used to run marathons. I used to really push myself. Why am I not doing that anymore? I'm not dead. Why am I doing that? Yeah. So, so those are the biggest things I came out of it. I also came out of it. Um, I have very close friends and family, but it's a small group. And I'm happy with that. Like, you know, I, I hadn't realized how I kind of shell myself off, wall myself off. I guess everybody does to a certain extent. But here I yeah. was in a room with eight strangers. And like you said, by the end of 48 hours, I felt like they were very close friends, almost closer than some family members. And we had truly connected to where we're still, con- you know, we're in contact now um, and we'll stay in contact. So it proved to me on so many levels, you know, this is what happens when I put 100% in and I can keep doing that. This is what happens when I open up and connect with strangers and new people. And that's a good thing. And I should keep doing that. So those are my biggest takeaways. Yeah, and Cheryl, you're such a powerful woman. And when when Rocky was talking to me, and we're going to have Rocky join us in the next segment, kind of talk about how you know, because this all started with a phone call from Rocky uh, uh, six months ago, uh, and then I kind of got back to him like a couple weeks later, and then forgot about it. And then uh, you know, I, and we'll talk about it next segment. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm calling Rocky, and then winds up you're in class but uh, after the break what I want to talk about is what's different so you've been in class now two weeks uh, you I don't know if you know or not but when I left you I went to Sacramento I worked with Mr. Miss Barbour's team uh, and Mr. Uh, what Matt yeah uh, just a great group we had two days of training uh, it was phenomenal and then I actually drove back to Las Vegas and did some training with uh, Ecotent uh, one of my clients there and so uh, all that time back and forth I got a chance to listen to about four 40 hours of just knowledge, a lot of Bible stuff, a lot of books, and just contemplate, you know, what took place over the weekend. Uh, and it was phenomenal. And this is what we do. And we we take strangers from all walks of life, from all income levels. And in two and a half days, they create that powerful team. And after the break, what I'm going to do is start with you after we get back from the break. I want to know what's different. What have you noticed in the two weeks since class? Uh, just a couple things. What have you noticed different about yourself? So stay with us. Uh, today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about being a life caddy, and we got a recent graduate, Cheryl, with us. We'll be back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. Yes, I do have two classes left for this year, Leadership Awakening. Uh, We have a November 10th through 12th class uh, here in Dallas, Fort Worth. That's my home base. My second home is in Minneapolis. And that's where our final class of the year will be. In Minneapolis, St. Paul, it'll be December 8th through 10th, that Thursday through Saturday. Uh, And I can guarantee anybody in that class is going to have the most incredible Christmas they've ever had. Uh, maybe ever in their lifetime, maybe for decades, but I promise you, you will have an entirely different Christmas experience this year with Leadership Awakening uh, under your belt just uh, two weeks earlier, I can guarantee you. Go to likeitmatters.net, and you can read about the dates, and you can sign up there. So today we're talking with Cheryl. Cheryl, thank you again for being with us. I know you guys are really busy, but uh, before we went to break, I asked you to uh, just, what do you think you've noticed since you've been in class? different because one or two different things that you've noticed about yourself since you've been at class what, what has it been well for me um of course every little detail in every day every interaction with every person has been different i i'm consciously and intentionally thinking about not just myself at that moment or getting lost in other thoughts i'm present i'm very present in everything i'm doing which is amazing it's an amazing feeling yep. Um, another great thing for me is, you know, I'm in good shape. I'm healthy. I'm not overweight, but I've had a certain goal I've wanted to reach for a long time. And, um, and I just haven't been reaching it. And I was almost kind of giving up on it and just kind of settling. Well, this is just what it is. And, um, so the two weeks since I've been back, oh my goodness, I have found a whole new level of like ability uh, to give my all in the gym out running and just and loving every minute of it and I can't help it that thought is in my head I finished my my set this morning at the gym and then I'm like huh could I have given a little bit more could I have lifted uh, a little more done another lap? <laughs> like so that's the part in life it shows up it shows up in everything we do so I love that my kids uh, have seen it my family's seen it I'm not just there with my mother-in-law to help her I'm there with my mother-in-law. Uh, I'm enjoying my time with her. So it's a huge uh, difference. Um, I think everybody uh, should so do cool. your class. I really do. Uh, that, uh, Cheryl, and this is what's so cool about Cheryl. Like I said, she's already doing better than most. She's one of those people on the outside where people say, ah, she doesn't need Mr. Black's training. Uh, Mr. Black needs Mr. Black's training. Matter of fact, I'm so screwed up. I got to do it every three weeks, Cheryl. So just so you know, you did the class one time. I have to do it every three weeks to remind myself and you know you were both believers in the God of the Bible and you know I always tell people Cheryl that the number one commandment in the Bible uh, is not about sex drugs or rock and roll uh, it's about remembering 
Uh, and mm-hmm. what really what your weekend was about was remembering, remembering what you're capable of, remembering who you are, remembering when you're fully present, how powerful you are, remembering that there's always more. I mean, that's really was. Well, I don't think you probably learned anything brand new. Maybe you heard it in a different way or maybe you're reminded of some things. But this was just about remembering who Cheryl is and whose Cheryl is. Uh, and uh, I'm just I'm just proud, proud of you, Cheryl. I'm proud to call you a friend, uh, sister. Uh, and I know that we got some great things ahead of us. And what I want to do, if it's okay, is kind of uh, just keep you online, but uh, bring in, uh, uh, you know, I hate to say your better half. That's what men call it. Women are better half. So, <laughs> But, you know, the reason you and I know each other is from a, a man that you got married to a while back, and uh, Rocky. And yep. Rocky went through my training about a dozen years ago. And, and I kind of wanted to bring on Rocky just to tell him, because he and I hadn't talked for a while. We really hadn't had a relationship relationship for a few years and uh, and kind of want to see how because I believe that this is what we're all called to be see I'm nothing more than a conduit uh, just like you said you're fully present uh, and I follow the God of the universe like you do and God told me a long time ago you see a need you meet a need uh, just keep open keep your eyes open be fully present and then when I put people in front of you if they have a need that you can meet you meet that need and that's really why you're on this radio right now and that's really uh, uh, why I'm on this radio right now because all I've ever done since God told me about 37 years ago is see a need and meet a need. And so Cheryl, I'm going to kind of just put you on pause here. You're still on the line though. You're still here with us. But I want to uh, bring on somebody else on the phone line. Uh, let's welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Rocky. Hey Rocky, you there? Hey, hey. Yeah, I'm here. It's my brother from another mother. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Good to be here. Rocky's Rocky's a good-looking version of me. He's a he's buff dude. I mean, if you ever saw Rocky, he's uh, every muscle's where it's supposed to be. Unlike mine, gravity's taken mine and moved them all around. But uh, uh, but Rocky's a good man. And hey, Rocky, hey, you know, I'm kind of hitting the theme. You know, a, a life caddy. And to me, a life caddy is someone that just walks with people, that uh, sees the game, knows the players, knows the course, and then offers some input, some suggestions. And that's kind of what you guys do at Samson. And we'll talk about that later but talk about how did Cheryl wind up in class what was the process of you and I uh, finally connecting and then all of a sudden your wife gets to class tell us a little bit about that yeah it, it, it actually came from a challenge that I a couple two challenges I was dealing with one was business related company uh, I was working with and of course then it was in, involved in the, the individual I was working with and it um, it was it was rough. It was a, a, a tough decision. I realized that we needed to make a, a kind of a different decision, move in a, a different direction, a good direction w- with our company. Yeah. But I was dealing with another company that was out of my control. And so I'm dealing with that. And at the same time, my amazing wife, you know, she, she wants to go into support mode. And so her support mode is she's got an incredible background as CFO and accounting and finance. And so she can go out and make a bunch of money working for someone else um, and, and help out. Right. And it's not that we needed it, but Hey, you know, it would help a little bit. And so, but my heart was like, no, I don't want my wife working for someone else, another man being out there, you know, trying to build another career. But no, her heart was absolutely right. I just, I felt like we as a team are actually very amazing. We've done a lot of training, a lot of speaking workshops, and we're really good at what we do. We are really good. So it's not about me. Cheryl and I are, are just like, we're a great team. And I knew that. And I've seen her have an effect 
uh, positive effect on people's lives, not just, you know, whatever she speaks, men, women, they just hear there's there's just a, a, a wonderful presence when my wife is there. And I, I didn't want to lose that. But she was pressuring me a little bit and and looking at, you know, online jobs. And so. I'm frustrated because it's like, man, I really want her to stay home, but I know she's going to do this. And so I'm praying like secretly, privately, um, not secretly, but privately, you know, and I've always believed in good counsel, wise counsel, good mentoring, good people. And so it's like, you know, I had a couple, my dad died a year ago on Saturday. And so that's a man I'd go to, but he's not around. So, you know, kind of limited on who I want to share something really personal with. And I'm sitting here at my desk where I am right now. And she was literally in the car driving to, um, you know, a job interview. And it's like, man, that's not where I really want her to go, but okay, she'll go. And, and so you called. I pick up the phone and it was just like, I kind of opened up. I mean, you know, I was, it wasn't like I had to you know, think about it. I just told you the story. I said, Hey, I'm sitting here praying and kind of, here's what's going on. You know, we, we had a probably 60 seconds of, Hey, you know, it's been a while, blah, blah, blah. Well, Hey, yeah. here's what's going on. Right. And I just got right into it quite honestly. And, 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 and you, you were in agreement and, and you sat on the phone, you know, and what were your words? Your words were meet a need, Cindy, meet a need. But you were like, you know, I, I really feel like what the Lord's telling me is um, your wife should be in class. Well, I'm going to invite, you know, and I'm like, well, I hadn't even thought of that, right? I mean, uh, you just called. And so I'm like, yeah, you've got a great class. I mean, holy smoke. So that spurred that conversation. And so she gets home, and then she tells me that she stopped at a stoplight, and she, and she, she says, um, you know, here I am going to give my skills to another company when, really, I've got these great skills I could be learning, and we could be doing stuff together, and I could be doing it with my husband. That was on her own. So... Yeah. Um, Dan, it's just been amazing since then. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Because, you know, Rocky, you had reached out to me, I don't know, about six months ago, and uh, probably took right. me about a week. Yeah, probably took me about a week or something. And I did one of those, uh, you know, checkbox phone calls. I know I did, and I, I felt bad about that. Uh, I did one of those checkbox phone calls. Sh shoot, someone called me, and I called back. But really, I just, I was returning a phone call. Uh, and then I, I got busy. And what happened was I was praying because, you know, a lot going on in my life. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have ups and downs, too, just like you do. When you play big and you're serving God and you're helping people, uh, there's it's a roller coaster sometimes. You know that, Rocky. You know that. And uh, yes. so I'm sitting there praying. And out of nowhere, I hear this. Have you called? Have you called Rocky? And well, I'm not kidding. I'm like, yeah, why would I? I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, Rocky, where did that come from? I mean, yeah, then I realized, yeah, I felt bad. I was supposed to call Rocky. But I'm thinking, why did that pop up now? Because I'm talking, God, I need some help. I need this and that. I'm like, and nothing personal, Rocky. I'm like, calling Rocky is not going to give me a, my help. You know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. But I learned a long time ago, God's ways are not our ways. And our ways are not his ways. And so I was a good sir, I was a good slave. So I, I got up off my knees and I called Rocky. And Rocky said, oh, my gosh. And Rocky, I love you, Rocky. You and I are friends. You've been through class. And you said, and you got emotional with me. He said, you know, I go to my dad normally, but my dad died. And you got real emotional with me. And I'm yeah. hearing all this yeah. stuff going on. And I and I told you two things. I'll never forget them. I said, number one, Rocky, you were made for what you're doing. So don't be doing anything else. 
you were made for what you're doing. You're just hitting a rough time because there's nothing else for Rocky to do. Rocky's a big guy. He's got a big story. He looks good. He moves people. He connects with people. So you don't change that. And number two, I said, I can't. All this stuff's going on. I can give you my advice. But all I keep hearing in my head is the one thing I have is my training. And so God keeps telling me, put Cheryl in class. So I go, I go, what I have to offer you is my training. Uh, and I, what if we put Cheryl in class? I go, and then she'll go through class. She'll be in a different mindset. Then we can all talk about it. And I knew when she went through uh, that that was anything. Uh, we're getting ready to go hard break, Rocky and Cheryl. Both of you stay with me because after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we all do and the need for helping people and, uh, and seeing a need and meeting that need and being a conduit. So stay with me, Rocky and Cheryl. I am black. Today we're talking about helping people. I'm just calling it Life Caddy. We'll be back after these messages. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And you can go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, to read about our incredible transformational training. And so today, we have a husband and wife on the phone with us. Now, Rocky, uh, Rocky, when did you go through training? How long ago? Yeah, about a dozen years ago, 10, 10 11 years yeah, ago, maybe 12. That's what I thought so. About 12 years ago. And then Cheryl just went through. And so, you know, uh, and Cheryl, we got you here, too. You with us, Cheryl? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So I got to tell you, one of the funniest thing now that I got you both, you both uh, mics are live. Uh, one of the things that uh, Rocky said, and please, Rocky, if I get you in trouble, I'm so sorry. I mean this in a positive way. Rocky said, so how's she doing? And Rocky said some things about it. He said, but she's really good at this, really good at this, really good. I go, but she said something. I'm not quoting it. It was something like that. But, but her presentation skills, and she, something like that, she could use a little work on whatever. And I laughed. If you remember this, Rocky, I laughed. And I said, uh, that won't be a problem after class. That won't be a problem after class. And oh my gosh, she uh, rocked and she did well. And her confidence and the way she carries herself and stands and all that was so incredible. But Rocky, you got to tell me, what did you notice when your bride came home? What did you notice? Um, well, I... Okay, so first of all, I was thinking about this while on the break, and you know, yes, people out there listening, you got people out there yeah. that are listening and they're questioning, and you know, not everybody's in a great spot, you know. Yeah, they're in difficult places. They're they have relationship issues and challenges, and they're facing those on yeah. a daily basis. A lot of people, and what do I do? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm you know, if I can, this is a pretty real show. You know, we right. were to we were at a tough place when she left. Yeah. in fact, she. She was like, hey, should I cancel? You know, she didn't want to go. I said, no, we got to go. She, we dropped her off at the airport and wasn't as pleased as I, I'd want her. You know, I wouldn't, I, I would have, I, 
I wish it was a little better. Yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah. Okay, you didn't know any of that. Yeah, no, I did not. No, did not. She showed up on Thursday, and my and my hope was that she would actually go to class because of where she, where she was. Right, just some stuff yeah. that we were dealing with. And I'm and I, I'm going to say this because. She is my sweetheart. She's my everything. And I thought, yep. you know, Lord, this is happening for a reason. She's going down there for a reason. When I showed up on Saturday, like I had a new wife. I mean, she was happy. Uh, like I saw this light, kind of a, it was light. Uh, she was bright. She was happy. She was uh, new. She had a voice and she, <laughs> she displayed her voice, which she hadn't had like yeah. that deep. Like it was really, yeah. really incredible. Um, yeah. And I, so, you know, people that should always show up at their best. They, they they're no, going through yeah. tough stuff and don't say no. If there's, if you're listening yep. and you're thinking, you know, do I want to go? And well, that's when you should go that's when you should yep. go and i was so so grateful she went um it, it it really has been just so different for our relationship because you know she's thinking at a different level at a deeper level and yep. i was just I, I don't know i'm just like you put tears in my eyes how, yeah well, well, well i got a chance to spend a weekend with her yeah, she's uh, awesome. Yeah. You are blessed. You're a, you're she a good salesman, awesome. Rocky. Yeah, you're. I always well, said, Rocky, you're a real good. So how'd you how'd you oversell yourself like that, brother? <laughs> I know, right? Hey, like, uh, yeah. good salesman, man. Hey, let, let's yeah, <laughs> let's get Cheryl in here real quick. Cheryl, what was it like for you? I mean, Rocky went through this a dozen years ago. Now you realize some of the things. I mean, Rocky was always Rocky long before he met me. But some of the things that he learned in our relationship, I'm sure he's he's taken on and all that. So, what was it like for you to come back and be connected with him at that level? after class what was that like oh it was amazing um yeah i mean we do really well and we teach and train on communication with others but i mean when you realize it's almost humbling that there's so much more we can do and yeah. so much better Amen. that we can do even Amen. with each other and i so realized i mean we've been i had personally been praying for quite a while about direction and and if this you know our speaking business is where we need to go then help me to see that and you know i'd gotten little answers here and there by the end of this weekend though this 48 hours i was like whoa this is god's yeah. answer it doesn't always show up exactly how we think it's going to be wrapped and in the box yep. we expect but this was his answer. He used Mr. Black, who called my yeah. husband to get me down yeah. at my worst. It was a bad, bad, I was in a bad yeah. frame of mind when I walked in that room, but it was probably the best thing I could have done was walk in the way that I did because everything was at yeah. the surface. Everything could be dealt with and brought out and I could move on. And the one thing that, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, what did, what did you get out of this? What and I think above everything else, I walked away from that knowing exactly who I am, exactly mm. what I want and what I need mm. to be doing and what I'm here for, my purpose. Oh, wow. And that's huge. Wow. A lot of people go their whole oh. life and they never find that out. Yep. So I'm so and grateful Mr. Black, that. So I'm sitting here thinking about what you said about about what I said, and I remember what yeah. it was. It okay. wasn't she wasn't a good presenter. I said yeah. she doesn't necessarily like to present. Yeah, that's it. That yeah. was it. Yeah, right. yeah. I said that'll hey, change. I said that'll change. <laughs> yeah, that, there's a big difference between not wanting, yeah. you know. So yeah. she she doesn't like to present. She doesn't want to be in front yeah. of the group. And I know that when she is, she. 
she is amazing because she has yeah, voice she and she has a story and her story is yeah. so important. It touches people's oh, yeah. lives and, and, and you and your training help bring that out and help her see that. I mean, that's incredible for someone to see something that's already there is really yep. a big deal. That's deep stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what Jesus said. You, know, voice. Yep. you have eyes to see, but do not see. You have ears to hear, but do not hear. And you're right. P- Rocky, yeah. you were so right. And she never, people never find the voice. And see, that's why the three of us, uh, in addition to being followers of Yahweh uh, and, and his incarnate son, Jesus Christ, we all believe in making a difference. The three of us on this phone, we believe that we're here as, as life caddies. Someone that brings a, another set of eyes, another set of ears, understanding of how we work, understanding of the power of words and the power of our belief system. Yeah. And, and and since our train and what we do goes hand in hand. And so what you guys are doing now is being done better because of what I do and what you guys are doing. I'm doing better because of what you do. We feed each other, right? Yeah. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. So so awesome. And and going forward now, Rocky, you you do a lot with people. You got a new book out. You guys do a lot and about the power of the words. Tell us tell us a little bit about what you guys do, Cheryl and Rocky. What do you guys do? Cheryl, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Well, we have a lot of companies will hire us to come in for corporate events or trainings. We work a lot with sales teams, um, company culture. I wouldn't say that we get the intent decisions and life-changing moments that you do, Mr. Black. Ours is a little more subtle, and it takes a little bit more time. Um, Mm -hmm. It can be a little bit more fun and less uncomfortable. (laughs) A lot more fun and a lot less uncomfortable. Be honest. You can be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. Um, You know, we get to work with a lot of different people and work with teams and help them play nicer together and understand each other more. Um, You know, Rocky has this incredible life-changing story that and the power of words saved his life changed his life and we can apply that to everything from any goal you want to meet in your life growing closer to your loved ones meeting physical goals financial goals and just how you live your life um so yeah you can take it from there babe well, well, hold I on, Rocky. That, um, say, hold on, Rocky, Rocky, just one second, because what you just said was so powerful. And this is how I see it, us working in unison. My training opens people up. My training kind of cleans people up. It's the fire. And then what we do is come in with what you guys do now on site and now with implementation to make it funner, make it uh, cult, add it to the culture. So I see how they're basically a flow. One goes in the other and the other builds on the, upon the former. So I think, Rocky, as we've been talking, as we work together but go ahead rocky we've got about two minutes go ahead and say what you were gonna say yeah i I, it's interesting you said that because that's what i've been thinking since we talked so this is a god thing for sure so i didn't say anything to you um power of words i I would say there's very few people on the planet earth that believe it more and live it more than me i have two companies at it we wrote the book on the power of words i only say that as credibility um i have hundreds of shirts in my closet that all have words on them and i've studied it i understand it and we do our best to live it. That the word, right? The power of words. Words raise yep. you up. They tear you down. They yep. bless. They curse. They bring life. They bring death. That's how powerful our words yep. are, right? Literally, words can Amen. can you know bring life or bring death. I would say they're pretty important. Yep. And we talk about that. We bring that out. And then we talk about you know the genesis. How does it start? Well, it starts in your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits then become how you live your life, your lifestyle. And so we talk about that. 
that whole progression. And we, we, um, we bring that out in workshops. And of course we have a book on it and it's just amazing. We teach, um, you know, what, what do you, we, we, we get ready to go teach, heartbreak. Um, how do they get a hold of you, Rocky? Yeah. Hey, Rocky, how do we get ready to go heartbreak? How do they get a hold of you? What's the way they uh, can reach out to you? Well, you can call us. You can email us at Rocky D at Samson dot life or Cheryl D at Samson dot life. Um, do you give? Her, can I give my phone number out? I don't know. If, you know, please, I need to do please, that. You can go, go to RockyDetweiler.com. Okay. Awesome. All right, guys, we're getting ready to heartbreak. I love you guys both. Excited to see what God does for us moving forward. Uh, I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.